This is the Shift Podcast. I'm going to tell you a story that's going to that it's going to be made into a movie, and it's about me. And it, it, I, I'm still reeling from the situation. It's been a crazy two weeks since the last time I was in. I guess. Yeah, I, two it, three weeks. It is safe to say that there is a lot going on with you right now, buddy. <laughs> a, a lot is happening. And yeah, we're yeah. Full, you're you're gonna be full of stories tonight. Yeah, I am. I got. I I have a story right now. Actually, I want to kick it off because I feel so silly about this. So my I've, I've become friends with my barista at the Bean Around the World, the coffee shop near my place. I've been going in often. Um, I her I, I did a favor for her, and she's been giving me some free coffees here and there. So I have I've been going in more frequently because I don't have to pay for coffee all the time score yeah so we've her name is sarah we've got this great relationship she's funny she's really cool her husband max they own the spot and they have the most attractive barista i gotta say that's part of why i go there every day too that's that's great um because i was gonna ask you like one thing i was gonna ask you here yeah yeah um please was last time we um oh you were in you were set to go for a date oh we'll get to that yeah like in a fight room or a park or something like what, fight oh, no, sorry that was john okay john had a <laughs> had a date with somebody for in like a, one of those rooms where you smash the crap out of stuff oh really in one of those really eh yeah it's a weird idea for a first date that is a weird idea i don't really yeah. what did it go well i well i haven't well i haven't seen him for three weeks so four oh, weeks wow. now so. accounts have gone oh wow <laughs> it's been a crazy summer that's a crazy summer mm-hmm. so yeah okay so um my barista back to the story yes we've become really good friends over the last like Pretty much lockdown, like because I'm in there so often because I work from home and I'm frequently. And she always emails. She got my email. She ends emails me these pictures of T-shirts, and I'm like, "Cool, these are cool. They're great T-shirts. Yeah, thanks." And so I'm in the other day, and I get my coffee. I don't even. It's the greatest. I don't even have to order. I just walk in. I feel like I'm at Cheers. She knows what you want. Oh, it's the great. Everyone, every every person that works there knows what I want. So walk in. They're like, "Hi, Eric," and I'm like, "Hey." I can't do a normism because I'm not that clever, but yeah. So, what do you usually get? Like a fru fru frappuccino? Or no, something? no, americano. Cool. That's it, straight up. <laughs> if I go to Starbucks, I'll get a chai latte with soy milk and whipped cream. I and I understand soy milk and whipped cream is a weird thing, but it's the the nutty flavor that I go for. Ah, yes. So the fru fru is at Starbucks if I go there. Cool. But uh, been around the world is the being around the world. Sorry. So so we're we're, we're close. My barista, Sarah is her name. And so I, I really value this relationship. And so I went in and I got my Americano, my large Americano with two cream. And I'm waiting outside because you can't wait inside because COVID. And I go out and they call my name and I come back in. And there's my coffee. I'm like, awesome. And right beside it is this sandwich wrapped in brown with hearts on it. No way. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a free sandwich. So thoughtful. I tipped 20 bucks the other day. You better give me a free sandwich. And so I'm like, yeah, all right. So I, I go home. I don't pay it. I'm, it's right before work. So I'm focused on work and I have my coffee and I'm drinking it. And I go home and I put the sandwich down, the coffee down. I'm doing some work and I get really caught up in things and I get busy. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'll have that sandwich. Oh yeah, I'm going to go eat it. So I grab the serrated knife for cutting bread and I go into this sandwich and I start hacking and I'm like, what is this, pork? Like, why can't I cut through this? So I'm getting angry at this sandwich. And then all of a sudden I stop. I'm like, wait, oh, no, this isn't a sandwich. And I, oh, it's a T-shirt. She bought me a T-shirt. 
I didn't even think to open the damn thing up. I just, because I was so hungry. I was like, oh, this is probably like a prosciutto, something maybe like, I don't know, something fancy. I got this free sandwich. I'm so excited. And then yeah, she was so thoughtful. She bought me this cool t-shirt. And I just, I just chopped it up, man. Sawed it in half. I sawed it in half. And now I, I'm too embarrassed to tell her. That's. I went in this morning and I couldn't even look her. So she wasn't in this morning, thank goodness, because I wouldn't have been able to look her in the eye. <laughs> and I don't know what. I think I'm going to have to tell her if she's there tomorrow. I, I think she'd get a kick out of it because I mean, I know, but a you told you know a whole bunch of strangers here. <laughs> And and B, I think she would think it would, it'd be funny. I think so too. I I know she would. Yeah, like for sure. And she's wonderful. But still, I just feel so dumb that. <laughs> and it was cool. It was like, and it's a funny thing is too. That day when I went in, she was wearing the same shirt, and it said uh, "Dark Mother." It was about coffee and this quote about Dark Mother. And I got in, and and I looked at her shirt, and I was like, oh, this reporter I used to work with, Shane Woodford, who now lives in Denmark, he used to say. Oh, I love you, dark mother. When he drink his coffee wow. on the air, <laughs> I have on the I, air. Yeah, he said it on the air. Oh, I love you, dark mother. <laughs> and then he takes a sip. I made a song out of it. Yeah, that was exactly it. And um, and so uh, it said this on the T-shirt. I was like, oh, that's really funny. And I told her the story. And the look on her eyes, she lit up. And I didn't understand why at the time. But then I opened, and it's the same T-shirt. So I was like, I was really excited for this T-shirt. And it says, like, I worship you, dark mother or something. It's really funny. Nice. But I hacked it in half. Well, it could, could it still be worn <laughs> as a belly shirt? I'm going to wear it as a work shirt. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking maybe I was like. I could wear it in and be like, oh, I caught it on the fence on the way here. Oh, but no, I'm just going to tell her the truth. Yeah. I cut the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that, I've never heard of anything like that ever happening. That's yeah. funny. This is my life lately. <laughs> this, is my, this is it. This is, this is what I live. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for the t-shirt, Sarah. This is the Shift Podcast. So um, we'll go way back. To uh, 39 years ago, September 9th, it was a, it was 2 a.m. in the morning. I was born, and my father left within months. He was estranged most of my life. I I spent time here, and I lived with him in grade nine through elementary. We spoke. I would hang out with him, but uh, it was 15 years ago that the last time my dad spoke to me. Um, we both lived in Red Deer at the time. Uh, we both lived worked in the oil sector. I sold oil field parts. Uh, for AGS group and he um, needed parts. So he would call all the time just to order parts because we worked in the same industry. So he would, my father would call me to order parts, but he wouldn't talk to me any other time. And that was weird. I'm just remembering it now. So I moved to Van City in 09 with my ex fiance started in radio. And I never, I never think of my dad ever. Once people will ask me, you know, Who's your dad? What is he doing? I'm just like, you know what? This is who he is. I think he's here. I, I thought I thought he lived in Saskatchewan. See, I didn't even know where he lived. But you'll find out later in the story that it wasn't far. So like I said, I never think of my dad. But, and I got a call from my uncle three, two weeks ago. But three days before my uncle called, and this is a trip, Matt, I had a dream about my dad. I've never dreamt about him. It was intense. It was one of those dreams where... You know, you, you don't feel like you slept, like you're sweaty, you're exhausted, you're frustrated, you're angry, and it was all about him. 
So three days later, I get a call from my uncle. My dad's dead. And he had died three days before the night that I had the dream. So it was like, whoa, this is a trip already. So he didn't show up for work for a day or two. So they went looking for him and the landlady ended up opening the door and um, there he was in his chair, dead. Uh, he died as he lived alone. A couple wives, a couple families, a wake of, you know, despair behind him. But it's weird. And, and again, I'm okay with him being dead. I've accepted that he's a deadbeat. And the day that this happened, I knew that I, I wouldn't have a lot of emotions. I had a few. It comes in waves. But like I said, he died as he lived alone. And that was his decision. But I thought he died alone. So it turns out um, um, my brother and myself, nor my uncle, are on the will. Everything's been left to a granddaughter of his, one of his five wives that he's had. I'm happy for her. I don't care about money. It, it's probably a big life insurance policy. He, he probably had a lot of dough, and she gets all of it, and I hope she has a wonderful time. She's a wonderful person. But it does make me think, like, why wouldn't you leave it to my brother, your own brother or your sons? So those are the kind of emotions that I have. It's not really grieving. It's dealing with thoughts like that. So I, I get another call from my uncle in the middle of the week last week. No, a text, sorry. He's like, dude, your dad had a dog. <laughs> and his, spouse, his girlfriend, his former girlfriend, was supposed to take the dog, but she ended up not taking it. So the dog was there when my father died, however he died. We, we think it's a heart attack. He smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. It was probably a heart attack. So the poor puppy was there and saw his daddy die. And then he got tossed right into the pound. So I'm like, oh, oh, puppers. So I called the executor, the lady, that, the girl that got everything, and I asked her to sign over the dog to me, so she does. And I went up on Wednesday, and I picked my dead, estranged father's dog up. <laughs> it was weird. I cried a lot. The dog is wonderful. His name is Charlie. It's a beautiful thing. And my ex girlfriend who is now my best friend her name is abby she was going to foster charlie and so the day she got charlie she fell in love with him and now she's adopting charlie so we co-parent my dog teeny turner already my ex abby and now i'm going to be co-parenting my dead dad's dog what a trip it's <laughs> I haven't told the entire story yet. This is the first time. And what a trip, you know? And like I said, it's not grieving, I guess. I guess it's a kind of grieving. But it's like, why'd you love the dog? <laughs> why couldn't you love me? And that's where I'm stuck with it. But yeah, I do. There is a light. This dog is beautiful. But every time I look at it, I'm like, wow, weird. So the dog's name's Charlie, and I will be babysitting it in two weeks when my friend goes away to Mexico or in a couple, in a couple like a month. But yeah, that's it. Man, sometimes life's just a trip. 
And I don't know it, it I don't know if I feel like I'm closer to my dad because of the dog or what it is. Just going through so many thoughts. So yeah, if you if you're out there and 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 I told the story on Twitter and the the amount of response I got just to people saying wow me too or my dad was a loser or my mom was a loser or you know I was adopted by this person and it really it was <laughs> it's sad but it's also comforting to know that there are so many other people that you know have a similar experience so just know you're if you are out there and you have some weird life thing going on don't worry everybody does I have my estranged father's dead dog Matt so what do you think? What do you think? Is that a Hallmark movie? Or is that- <laughs> no, I mean, it's first of all, Eric, thank you for being so brave and so open to, you know, tell tell the story on the air. Yeah, no worries. Like yeah. that's that takes guts and bravery, no matter what anybody says. But yeah, like that's that's it's hard to have a, a family member that you never that's just not a part of your life. Yeah. And some families are like that. Yes. Know, and it's entirely their choice. And it, it's like having a stranger. It's like just somebody you you just don't know. Yeah. And and that's where the emotion comes in because it shouldn't. You know, it's sad that that's what it is. It's this person that's supposed to be in your life. Yeah. Isn't you know? It's like dang, that sucks. And yeah, and it is sad. And you know, at f- you know, for better or for worse, at least your pop had like a companion, right? Oh, and yeah, exactly. And, you know, it yeah. sh- it showed as you know b- much of a bad character i guess you can call him a piece of crap it's fine yeah he's dead he doesn't know as much of a bad father as he was um at least you know he loved a dog yeah. i guess yeah you know that's so, it so he wasn't a complete monster that's it yeah. um if you if there's anything positive you can take from that that's probably it that's exactly where i go with it man that's exactly what i do yeah and, and, and that's the thing too really quick go yes. no go ahead go ahead and you saved the dog from, oh, the poor puppy. From a bad fate. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean... The dog did not de- would have not deserved that fate. No. And you and you helped. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. I didn't. I thought he lived in Saskatchewan, but he lived in Coquitlam, which, if you don't know, I live in Vancouver. Coquitlam's 45 minutes away, which that was weird, too. It's like, hey, you know? But yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. I, that's what I keep going to. It's like, it's nice... Like I said, he lived alone and he died alone, but it's nice to know that... You know, he had a, he had Charlie and they loved each other. It's the shift podcast. It's time to talk to a regular on this program, a new regular spirits portfolio consultant with Corby spirit and wine. I mean, what kind of title is that? Great title. Great guy. Colin MacDougall is his name. That's his role. The subject was booze, so we talked for a while about it, and I started with, um, I, I always wonder what's popular when, I want to know if I'm cool when I'm drinking. Am I hip? Am I not? And I like beer, so I started to ask, is, is beer still pop? Is, am I not cool anymore? Oh, for sure. Yeah, beer, beer like, um, I mean, will always be popular. I mean, some of my, like, the, the local breweries here, like 33 Acres, are doing like amazing things. Actually, they had this, uh, 33 acres had this really cool, uh, it's like a, it tastes like a margarita, but it's a beer. Um, I drank them all, so I don't have any cans (laughs) to reference here, but 33 acres, go check them out. They, uh, they're they're, And they're like, you know, in like main street brewing, uh, brass neck, you name it. Um, Whistler brewing, obviously one of the, my favorite kind of a little bit bigger ones. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and you know, beer is easy cause it's convenient, right? You got a yeah. can, it's pre-made, it's ready to go. So, uh, and, like you'll, you'll see a lot of drink trends right now. People are starting to get into RTD. So ready to drinks. Right. Um, like, so I work for Absolute and they released, uh, this, this summer, um, like the mango mule. So it's, uh, it's like a, you know, like a Moscow mule. So it's vodka and ginger beer. Um, but they also have like some like mango in there, um, like lime. So it's, they, they distill like they're made from real fruit. So when you have it, man, and it's the idea of beer, right? It's like a can. This one's, you know, 7% ABV, 355 mil, like kind of tall boy slim can, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, and it's just the convenience factor, right? I think like, you know, the, the generations now that are drinking are want that convenience. They want to be able to just go to the store, buy it, crack it. So cocktails ready to go, you know, instead of just beer. And well, some cities are. Some either. cities have stepped into the new the new era and, and decided that some people are, can be responsible and the world won't end and go to Mad Max <laughs> if we have <laughs> drinks in parks. And so this is this is perfect yeah. for that. And I had a, I don't know if this is one of your brands, but I'm saying it anyways. I had a blood orange neutral the other day, and dude, yeah. I can't like yeah, yeah. these these things are tasty. So that mule thing, I'm totally into trying one of those. But um, are, are, totally, are white yeah. are white girls still drinking the White Claw? Is that still popular? Do you know that? You tell me. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure White Claw is like taking Canada by storm. Right? I think it like, is. Yeah. Um, it's it's a you know, and uh, honestly, I I'm, I'm not even joking. I haven't even tried one yet. I need to go. Neither have I. Grab them. Yeah. Like, it depends on. I have heard. I have heard I have to I have to be a company play here. I have heard that there's a little bit of like sugar to them. So oh, okay. when you try we've got ones like Absolute has like the vodka soda series which is like uh like cucumber and rosemary but like they're just vodka soda and there's there's no sugar, right? So oh. if you're if you're conscious for those man those are dynamite. You can still find them around um the mango mule is kind of starting to take over and even for that there's like six carbs in it or something, right? So it's it's lower. But uh but yeah, I mean, good question. Good question for what? sure. Oh my goodness, you just said that cute. What was it with the cucumber there? I can't, I had to take a pause there. That sounded oh. delightful. Oh yeah. So yeah. So Absolute has these RTDs as well, um, and they are they're basically like vodka sodas, and then they put really cool. So I think it was actually grapefruit and rosemary, lime and cucumber. Um, they had a, a couple different ones, but they're they're incredible, man. And they, and what I love about them is that there's no sugar at all. They're like bone dry. So you taste them, they're refreshing, and it's, and it's like, you know, and, and if you're having, like, a couple of them, you don't feel guilty about, like, man, like, how much sugar am I? Because you could easily be just eating a cupcake or having that, depending on what you're drinking, right? So right. the amount of sugar that's in there, right? You're like, ah, yeah. I think I'd rather the cupcake, to be honest. Like, yeah. Well, I like, these, a glass of water. I like these, too, because you can have a taste of them, and then you can, um, you can like, get the mixture yourself and kind of experiment at home as well and kind of make up your own thing. Yeah. Speaking of which, like, so for me, and, uh, you know, when I was downtown uh, living, you know, in a small apartment, I had, like, a little, like, you know, rosemary, like, a little setup of, like, my herbs, like, on the patio, right? Which I think most, most, like, you know, if you're a diehard Vancouverite, you've got that. And rosemary, like, you can't kill. Like, it's it's, it's almost unkillable. Like, you can just sit there and just leave it. (laughs) Um, But I had some mint, too, man. Mint, Mint grows really well. It just needs a lot of water. But uh, I, I was just looking like on my patio here now, and I've got a bunch of mint, and that's what made me think about the mule, um, because like the mule is basically just like a spirit and ginger beer. So you got a little bit of that spicy, you know, ginger, um, like soft drink, uh, and then whatever spirit you're using, and and you know, the, typically you're gonna add like that mint for the garnish. Yeah. Um, I would I would totally nerd out and like infuse the mint into my vodka and have like a, you know, mint infused vodka 
like buck buck mule anyway but uh <laughs> but like you know for for a convenience factor and for like you know adding that garnish kind of takes it over the top and look like a like a hero if you're if you're having some friends over like well, the you, mule is such a great choice yeah and i like the thought of because you got to get like a mortar and pedestal for that too and you look you just look cool when people come <laughs> in you're like oh i'm just crushing my mint just a minute guys and you just yeah. and you probably impress the girls too <laughs> if you bring a lady home it's like oh would you like some you know rosemary and mint let me mortar and pedestal i love that yeah. that's a great idea oh. man <laughs> And ima- imagine you, you pull out of your fridge, you've got your bottle of vodka with a mint uh, infusing in it. You just look like a total champion, right? Oh, it's, uh... <laughs> yes. See, I love this. I love this. I wonder, too, because now as the world opens up as well and it's summertime, um, I hate wine. Like, I, I just, I find it, I have trouble liking it in every way. Are there, like, RTD wines? Is there wine in a can that I can, like, try that's maybe not so fancy that tastes a little more sweet or something good? Yeah, I mean, and wine is intimidating because, like, there it's it's number one, it's huge, right? And and there, it's so like the the cat like all the different categories and and all the different uh, like you know styles of wine that are out there. They can it can be really daunting because it can be hard to find something that you like um, to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I with my company we have like uh, uh, Stonely, um, which does they they just came out with. You know, speaking of like, you know, wine kind of maybe feeling dusty and like, you know, uh, for like fancy restaurants, Stoney is one of those innovative uh, companies that has um, like a cold harvest coming out. Um, they have, uh, they actually have like a low ABV wine as well, where, yeah, to not get too deep into like the science of it, essentially mm-hmm. they just harvest the grapes earlier. And, uh, and then so the, 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 you know, the alcohol content is naturally lower when they make the wine. Um, and I got, I had a chance to try one just a little while ago and it's awesome. It's crisp. It's refreshing. And, you know, really like for me, if it's summer like this, um, you know, like they, they all like Savion Blanc is kind of their, their bread and butter there. Um, and so like in New Zealand, so like having like a, just a, like it's kind of citrusy. Um, and if you're, if you're starting out and you're new to wine, I don't think there's any shame in just throwing it over ice. You know, well, like, yeah, really? you don't have to like, don't, don't, don't suffer through it. Like if you're trying to break into it, like inch by inch, like I think, you know, grab a bottle of Stoney Savion Blanc, like, uh, like even the, the Stoney lighter, which came out, I was telling you about, which is like the low ABV, yeah. you can just pour it over ice. You can even like make like a, add a little like uh, lemon to it or something like, you know, um, oh. don't get me wrong. It is like a standalone great wine on its own, but yeah. like, you know, and especially when it's summer and it's hot, like why not throw some ice in there, right? Oh, you can do even, that. Like, you can do that with wine. That's okay. You're not going to get looked at weird. I guarantee that there's not a single winemaker that's going to give you any trouble after okay. you've bought it. They're very happy. <laughs> they're, you know what? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going out and buying a bottle of wine every week, they're going to be they're going to be more than happy, no matter what ritual you do. And and you know what? Like it's like it, I mean, if you're making a spritzer, all you're doing is adding some soda to it, right? Maybe right. I guess. Juice, so. Good point. Good so, point. Spritzer without the spritz. That's basically, what you're doing. <laughs> spritz list. <laughs> um, now is it now, now nice. are Caesars from Calgary were they invented in Calgary? Is, yeah, man. Do I have you're that right? right? Yeah. So okay. Okay. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. I, wa- I wanted to say that because my f- next question might sound silly because you think a Caesar was like you know Greek or something like that, but it's from Calgary. So I wanted to ask <laughs> yeah. that first before I ask: Are are Moscow mules? Are they are they from Moscow? So no, the Moscow Mule is depending on who you talk to. Um, uh, the best recollection was actually L.A. Oh, and, okay. And it was somebody had the rights to um, like uh, I think it was Smirnoff vodka, and essentially, rich, people just weren't taking the vodka 
Um, and, and so he was like, how the heck do I start moving this? And he, he joked that he was just trying to clear out his basement. He had too much ginger beer. And he was like, how the heck do I get through? And he's like, ah, I want to put these two together. And it was just a marriage of convenience. And, uh, and it took off. So, um, you know, the Moscow mule was like the Russian vodka. And then the mule, which is the type of mule, is just like they call it like a buck-buck mule like, um, with, uh, with the ginger beer. But okay, okay. that was the origin of that. When you're talking about, so we actually in Canada own the Caesar. I mean, um, you know, the Bloody Mary is, uh, is the, you know, the, the predecessor to it from south of the border in the States. But you're right. Yeah, it was. And if you've been to Calgary, like, you know, the Eau Claire kind of area? Yep. So that's where, um, that's the region where, yeah, of Calgary where it came from. Um, and, it, and, you know, essentially the same idea. Like, this guy, like, had this idea of, uh, he wanted to replicate, like, one of the pasta dishes that was on the menu, which was, like, you know, um, clams and, 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 like, and tomato sauce and that. So he made this drink to kind of, like, reflect that. And, he, and that's where the clams and the tomato came together. Um, you know, the original was probably a little bit more thicker than the way, like, you know, if you get Clamato now, it's a very thin, you know, right, yeah. like a uh, watery kind of thing. So, yeah. and there's versions out there, like Walter's, like in honor of him, uh, that are that they're more like that thick tomato paste kind of like yeah. consistency, not that far, but, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. got more viscosity to it. That's funny. That's, um, it, it almost sounds like a fancy wine. The Eau Claire region of Calgary is where the Caesar is from. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, they have the origin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's yeah. a, what's another, what's a, give me one more tasty mule that we can make. Yeah, so, I mean, and I mentioned, like, I've got it in my hand here. The Absolute Mango Mule, like, is, uh, it's, it's, like, just ready to go on a floor pack. Those are so awesome. I love the convenience of that. Um, but you're, uh, you're at home now. Now, I've got three different ginger beers at home in front of me here. I've got the Fentimans, um, which I like. Fentimans is, uh, it's got a real, real, like, hearty ginger uh, taste to it. Fever Tree is my other go-to. Um, and then another one, like, I was going to the grocery store, and I've walked by this all the time. It's called Bundarin Ginger. Um, fresh Australian ginger juice. And I, I lived in Australia for, um, for a couple of years back in the day. So I was like, man, I'm going to try this just, you know, out of, um, you know, like my old patriarchy for like the, the area. But anyway, it's awesome. So it's in this little slim uh, orange can. But okay. well, I mean, so basically you, you, you want to entertain though. What you need is you need a bottle of some booze. You need, uh, you know, probably because you're going to use three or four ounces per bottle. So like the, the Fenimans are coming in like a uh, 275 mil. So um, like the fever tree is coming to 200 mil. Long story short, you need like a case of that because you're pretty much going to use half of it okay. for each one. Um, but then, you know, grab some limes because I think the, the real fault of trying to make some, some home, uh, like, you know, call it like a, a Moscow mule is that you just, you're just adding like vodka and ginger beer and ice and it tastes a little flat and it really is just that crack of lime that really takes it over the top. Um, the mortar and pestle, uh, yeah. it off, but <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, long story short, I mean, I've got right now, I've got the uh, Absolute Watermelon just hit the shelf. So another shameless plug here, but uh, <laughs> Absolute Watermelon. And the cool thing about Absolute, one more shameless plug, is that uh, Absolute, all of the flavors are real, are real fruit. They're not artificial. So when you get, like, watermelon or you get lime or whatever, it's going to taste like real lime, not like, you know, Jolly Rancher lime or uh, watermelon. So, um, so for me now, you know, i got my glass, top it, pack it up with ice. That's the other thing. You need a lot of ice. Um, my freezer is half ice. I drive my wife crazy because there's no room for like any food. I got my, uh, my home ice program. I got to be ready, <laughs> but, uh, lots of ice in the glass. 
uh, you know, ounce, ounce, ounce and a half of, uh, you know, I'm using absolute watermelon in this case. Uh, and then top it up with your ginger beer. And then that's the key too. If you, if you have like, you know, more than like three or four ounces and it's good to measure it out the first time. So you can really see what it looks like. Cause a lot of times you, the other thing you do by mistake is you drown it. You add like seven or eight ounces of ginger beer and then just taste, you know, really weak. And, yeah. um, so, so, so measure that out. lots of ice and then, and then, uh, the mint, what I like to do is you pick, you know, from the top, you pick the sprig off, hold it in your hand, just give it a little slap. Uh, cracks all the pores of, of the, the mint, and then, you, then when you put that in the glass, it's so much more fragrant, so it'll, it'll jump out of it. So mortar and pestle are not even needed for that. You just just give it a smack. It and then, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's cool and then too, again, man. That's a, yeah, doing that in front of people at your house if you're entertaining, you're, you just look cool, right? Hey, sorry, guys, I gotta slap the mint. I gotta okay. slap the mint, baby. <laughs> there you go. No problem. Uh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> awesome, Colin. This was we went too long. Thank you for the chat, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, man. Super fun. I'll be slapping mint at the next party. <laughs> Got a text from Trucker Dan. I'm already prepared. I have a mortar and pedestal. Yeah, ladies love that. I have several different types of mandolin. I have an ice crusher. When is everybody going to show up at my house? Text us your address, and I'll send it across Canada, Trucker Dan. This is the Shift Podcast. Word aversion. Do you have word aversion, Matt? <laughs> I think a lot of people do. Like, you know, because there's so many words in, you know, the English language. And those words also exist in other languages, too, of course. But, you know, you, you hear a word that just lands with you the wrong way, might just remind you of something really terrible. And you just, just the very sound of it just makes you go. <laughs> and it's. I, I do. I think I do, and I think a lot of people do. Okay, there's there, there are words. One of those words is moist. People hate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh hey, hey, you felt that? Oh, yeah. I, everybody did. <laughs> See, I don't moist. have it. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't have it to this word. Maybe some other ones. But here is Tech Insider with the science of why people hate the word. Say it, Matt. Moist. Moist is one of few words in the English language with the power to make your skin crawl. And it makes sense. The word sounds kind of disgusting. But scientists have discovered that the way it sounds isn't the biggest problem. Moist is part of a phenomenon known as word aversion. It refers to words with an inoffensive meaning, yet when you hear them, like crevice and phlegm, they have the unique power to disgust people. But there's one word we find most disgusting of all. Moist. 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 In 2012, for example, Twitter users voted on the word that should be eliminated from the English language completely. Out of more than a quarter million words in the English language, Moist was the clear winner, or loser in this case. In another experiment that polled 400 people, 20% reported that Moist gave them the same reaction as fingernails on a chalkboard. However, sound is just part of the problem. In fact, when those same people reported how they felt about similar sounding words like hoist and foist, they didn't have the same negative reaction. And even when the offending word was provided in context with food, like a moist cake, it still didn't have the same gut-wrenching effect. Turns out, the real reason we may hate moist so much 
is because it conjures up thoughts of wet bodily functions. Wait, what? That's just, oh, ew, that's gross. Let's just leave it at that. Despite our disgust for the word, Moist is somewhat of a celebrity. We've been steadily Googling it more often since 2004. And maybe Moist's bad rep is just a fad, like fidget spinners or rainbow bagels. So does Moist make you cringe? Or are people overreacting? Why are you Googling? Who doesn't know what Moist means? Why are you Googling that? Why is that the most Googled word? I didn't hear that before. Now I'm frustrated by that. Unless there's like a resurgence of popularity for the Canadian rock band Moist, but... <laughs> hi Oh, what was their hit song? Uh, Res- uh, Resurrection, Silver, they got... Silver, they there it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moist. Yeah, so that's what, another one of them is Ointment. 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 <laughs> That's not so bad. It's not as bad as moist. It doesn't have, you know, <laughs> ointment's helpful. Like it, it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like get, you know, get rub, rub the ointment on my elbow. Oh, baby. I love when you're sick and someone rums like Vicks ointment on your chest. Yeah. And oh, that feels so great. Yeah, I, I think people wouldn't have a problem with that. One. Yeah. Okay. What about this? Is another? This is the thirteen of the top words that make you feel, creamy. Again. That sounds awesome. I love the creamy foods. Creamy soup? Oh, hit me. Yeah, or fettuccine Alfredo. You oh, know. creamy delight. Yeah, you want a creamy sauce? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I always think of food. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it doesn't go anywhere weird with that. Uh, another one is squid. Again, no. I get that. I, I can understand why that might, because a squid is, you know, you, you get, if you get, if you immediately picture a squid and it's, it's, Gushy and moist, and it is moist. It's, it is a moist it's creature. It's almost like it has an, its own ointment on it, <laughs> it all the time. It's this inky ointment. <laughs> ointment. So speaking of squid, squirt. <laughs> squirt. That one's a funny word. It's, it is it, a funny word. It's comical. It is. Yeah. yeah. You little squirt. <laughs> and look oh, at you yeah. there. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's where I go with it. This one is should not be on the list at all. Squelch. It's more of a sound effect, almost. Yeah. It's, you know, anytime I'd ever heard squelch, you know, you could imagine like walking through wet leaves or, you know. Okay, there you go. Now I'm getting something. Yeah, anything, good one. Anything like that. But it's, yeah, it's just, you know. Squeak, squeak, and, and that's, okay, yes. See, I didn't put that together. And that's what it says. It brings to mind imagery of mud and sticky things. Squelch. I only know squanch from Rick and Morty. <laughs> squanch. It's a squanch of a day. Uh, phlegm. That one I get because I think of that noise that people do when the phlegm's involved and I just want to, it's like spitting. Don't do that around me. Smear. Smear is one. Smear. Yeah, no, you can, that definitely brings some images up. And, okay. And there's a lot of negative associations with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm going straight to the bagel and smearing it. Schmear I, is I love smears. Smears are, you know, they're not great, but they can be necessary. Yeah, schmear. 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 Yeah, schmear all the way. Slurp. <laughs> slurp squelch <laughs> squelch slurp. It's, just, it's another sound effect word and what's this number 10 here the, the last one um lugubrious 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 that's just a great word come on man it doesn't come up often because it's just so clunky yeah another word Catherine laughs ha 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 gaunch <laughs> gaunch yeah that's a very canadian that's word. just that's just a funny word like, yeah. no matter where you use it 
you could be like at a funeral and someone would say gone she'd be like oh, don't say that i'll laugh <laughs> uh steve says suppository that gives you a feeling all right trucker kevin says ointment on a moist wound well <laughs> hey you got to treat it you don't want to get infected right it's important and then there's a joke that I just from from Craig and Schwa that I'm not going to say, Craig. But thanks for the joke. It's about bodily functions. Oh no, it's funny. Can we say it? Yeah. Oh, it, okay. I'll, I'll do it if you don't. No, want it. it's fine. Craig and the Schwa says, "Hey guys, Shane wouldn't say diarrhea on the show. John had no problem with it. I don't. Diarrhea is a fine word to say. It's we all have it. It's it's a thing. The only reason I texted that word is because they wanted stupid jokes, and the stupid joke was they say diarrhea is hereditary." <laughs> <laughs> yeah stop it runs in your jeans <laughs> thanks for listening to the shift podcast make sure you subscribe rate and review the show and share with anyone you like get it on apple podcast google podcast spotify and curiouscast.ca